welcome to another edition of the 16-Ounce Canvas, the Art of Craft Beer podcast. My name is AJ Kierens, and I'm your host here each and every week. That's right, folks, week by week. Introducing you to the artists and designers from around the world who help bring our favorite beers and breweries to life. It's quite simple, folks. That's really just the formula we have here. We do our part to introduce you. We look to find artists locally, nationally, internationally, breweries that we've never had their beer, favorites of ours. We try to mix it up and keep you guessing. And we thank you for tuning in each and every week to be a part of it. This is episode number 91, Noventa Uno, with Jason Lynch. We came to learn of Jason through the work that he's been doing with Decadent Ales. Want to take this opportunity to wish everybody over at Decadent a big congratulations. This weekend, when the episode airs, they will be opening their brewery, taproom, kitchen in the Hudson Valley area. It's very exciting. We look forward to coming to visit Paul and the crew, having a few beers. I need to get myself one of those cool Decadent t-shirts and just do it up. So it's really exciting. It's been a work in progress. You know, we came to learn of them also through the, the crew over at 12%. Much love to Alex and the squad. You know, we were pretty lucky early on to get, you know, Decadent. Their beers are unique. They're a little interesting. They're different. You're not really sure what to make of them. And then you try them and you're blown away. So they're doing something really unique, something different. Even their labels and branding are really unique. So it's just really, you know, really fitting. Very rarely does uh, timing, you know, work, work out so well. But it's perfect. You know, when we were trying to figure out when to make this episode, it was, you know, we're like, what's well, the line that should write up with the, the announcement and their, you know, their launch. So if you're following along at home, you can go to Jason Lynch NYC on Instagram. That's his his handle, as they say in the biz. Then you can go to jasonlynchdesign.com, decadentales and decadentales.com. Our website, if you need to know, is the 16-ounce canvas, 16ozcanvas.com. Use those hashtags. We are proud to say that we have been tagged over a 1,000 times, and I also say that I've not done all of them. So that's, that's a big accomplishment, and we'll take it. Really excited about, you know, about that. It's building the community. We met some amazing people. Quick shout out to the crew over at the Heavy Drinkers podcast. You know, they had me over there uh, recently uh, to do an episode which will air soon. It's the heavydrinkingpodcast.com, Heavy Drinking Podcast on Instagram. It was a good opportunity to, you know, talk some labels, drink some beers, had some Fox Farm, and just a lot of fun. So we're having a great time. We're doing, we're living our best life. It's the holidays, a little bit before Christmas. These are our last three episodes of 2018. We're going into our third actual year, but our second year anniversary. So what that means is 2017, 2018, and then in a couple weeks we'll be in 2019. But we've not had a show for, for three years. So just explaining. On uh, Insta or Twitter or something, reach out on Facebook. It's 16OZ Canvas everywhere. Let us know what's up. We'd love to hear from you. Over the holidays, heading up to Burlington, Vermont. So any of our squads up there in Vermont, please... Reach out. We'll be there the 28th through the 1st in Burlington, Vermont. Excited to head on over to Foam, Citizen Cider. And we're going to head over to Burlington Beer Company. Meet Joe and the crew there. Thank them for all their support. They're big supporters when we were doing the, the Art of Craft Beer Show this summer. They sent down some beer, which was sucked down like you would not believe. That was a huge fan favorite. 
and all good. So that's how we're, we're going to be toasting the new year. Uh, some of our friends are obviously going to EMSG for Madison Square Garden for some fish. That should be a lot of fun. So cool. And then also on this week's episode to our fourth installment, Where in the World is Heidi Geist of the 48 Beer Project? It's a working title. But we've checked in with her, see where she is on the road. She's down in sunny Florida as a teaser. New member of her crew, her third member of the crew, joins her on Fearless, just doing it up, seeing the country, making some art, spreading the love. So look for that in the middle of the episode here. But I think we should do it, right? You agree? Yeah, let's just get right into it. Jason Lynch, 16-ounce canvas, decadent owls, right here, right now. Mm-hmm. I gotta get that as a beat. I can get a producer. Anyway, here we go. Enjoy. Hello, and welcome to another edition of the 16 Ounce Canvas, the Art of Craft Beer podcast. Really excited to have with us today, Mr. Jason Lynch. Jason is checking in. He's actually local right here in Connecticut, but we are checking in with each other over the phone machines. And so it's really just appreciate you, you know, making the time to, to join us today, Jason. I know we've been back and forth with with scheduling. I think both of us have had to reschedule more than once. So it's nice to finally get our stars to align and you know make it happen. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm looking forward to it. All right. Let's well, set the bar low, Jason. Just you know, set the bar <laughs> low. Yeah, really yeah, nice. yeah. Anything anything <laughs> magical that happens today will be a surprise to both of us. That's good. Yeah. Now we came to learn of Jason through his work with Decadent Ales, which you've not heard of, then you've probably not A not been listening to the podcast and B possibly living under a rock. So they're a really unique uh, brewery. They're doing some really unique flavors and styles, and they're part of the 12% crew, you know, Alex and the, and the family over there. And so cool thing is we connected with Jason months ago, so it's been really fun to just follow along with you. I think we finally coerced you to, to do the podcast, so that took some, some upselling to you. So I'm glad we finally broke you and uh, you decided <laughs> to, to be a part of it. Oh, thank you, thank you. I'm not... Uh... Not not too good at these things. I was a little hesitant at first, but it's um, thinking about it more. It's like, oh, it's such a fun experience. I like to be part of it. Yeah, that's that's what I think. I think people usually at the end we have that conversation. It's like it wasn't so bad, and it's like, oh yeah, you're right. It wasn't so bad. So, so <laughs> so for folks who want to follow along at home, this is always one of my favorites. It's Jason Lynch NYC on Instagram, and then you can check out Jason's website, JasonLynchDesign.com. And you can just kind of see not only his decadent portfolio, which is a lot of his Instagram, but just some other great you know projects uh, that he's working on. He's also art director and UX designer, working on some IBM Watson stuff. And so it's just really, you know, really cool to to, to follow along with the you know all your different your, your different projects. And I know before you say it, your website's probably not as up to date as you like, but you know that's always a that's always a <laughs> comp- that's always the case. And we we actually support yeah. that. We actually hope that it's not, and because if it is, then you're not as busy as you should be. That's <laughs> true. Yeah. So so here's the the big warm up question, and kind of to get things rolling along. What's the you know what's the Jason Lynch story? How did you get into design and you know in drawing? Uh, you know your your Instagram bio is very short to this and sweet designer doodler and cookie connoisseur. So, I mean, that's a, that's a pretty right to the point. So yeah. What's the Jason Lynch story? Um, I guess it's like a lot of people as a kid, I always liked to, to doodle and draw. And I, you know, kind of kept doing that all through school and high school and then graduating high school. I was like, well, can I maybe make a career out of this? How can I do this? So, um, when I first got out of high school, I ended up going to uh, the University of Northern Colorado in Greeley. Um, I grew up in Colorado, 
Um, so it's kind of one of those things where it's like, you're kind of doing fine art. It's like, ah, oh, what's the, what am I going to do with this when I get out? And I had a friend who went to the Rocky Mountain College of Art and Design, and there he's taking courses in illustration. And it seemed like, you know, he's kind of doing all the fun stuff, but it's also like uh, maybe a job at the end of it and a, and a career path. So that seemed really interesting to me. So I transferred down there. Um, then I, I finished going to school there. Um, you know, growing up, it, it's a lot cooler now, but, but Denver and Colorado, you know, that Dorsey stuff was always great. But um, as far as like culture and stuff to do at the time, there wasn't a, a lot. Um, no, no, it was great. I kind of think about moving back a lot, to be honest. But um, so I always wanted to come to, to New York City. Um, and and a, and a while back, I got a, a piece inside of Illustrator's show. So I, I made a point to, to fly out here and then kind of take some time and, and check out the city and stuff like that. And I I made the call like, oh, I'm gonna go ahead and you know go for it. So I went back home. I sold all my stuff, and I, I pretty much just packed up a U-Haul and drove out here. And uh, that's how I ended up in New York. Um, and then did that for a while. Uh, really, really loved it. But then you know got a little older, um, got married, got a dog, started thinking about having kids. So we kind of gradually made our uh, our our, our uh, voyage out to the suburbs, I guess. So that's where I'm at now. The, the lovely land of Connecticut. A lot of people end up here, and they don't know how they got here. So it's always uh, interesting when you, when you think back about it. Yeah, I'm from Philadelphia, and I was like, oh, I live in Connecticut now. And it's kind of yeah. It's uh, I like it. I like it because you can get to everywhere you need to be. It's pretty quick to get to all the majors, yeah. and you still have you know a backyard. It's true. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know how I got here. It's like I love it here, but I'm not quite sure how how it happened. Just kind of wound up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, I did the math the other day. It was almost. Tw- well, I mean, I went to I went to university here, and I kind of stayed around, and I had a job, and you know, yada yada. But yeah, it's um, it's interesting for sure. Especially yeah, you're saying you're coming from Colorado now. It's one, especially the Denver area. It's one of the, you know, the the most popular places in the country to go for for music, you know, recreational drug use, art, life, nature, and kind of the whole you know, beer, everything. It's yeah, Denver is kind of a whole new world now. Yeah, it's crazy. For example, oh yeah, skiing. Uh, when I got out of college, skiing yeah, skiing. Of course, you got it's, it's it's nice. It's always like year round something to do outside. But um, as far as the changes go, when I got out of college, we, me and some friends, ended up living in a warehouse down by the Coliseum. I'm not sure if you know where that's at, but it's kind of a not necessarily rundown, but really kind of industrial type of area. Nothing's going on there. Um, we lived there for nothing. It was great. Um, I'm sure my parents are horrified. It's pretty much squatting in this warehouse. And there's a salad <laughs> factory by there, and like one really crappy bar. But that was it. At night, it was dead. And now it's just insanely nice there. They fixed all it up. But I mean, I couldn't afford to live there now. It's just bizarre. I don't understand why people want to live back in that area. But it's just crazy how much change is happening there. Yeah, that warehouse now probably would k- take a killing to rent that place now. Yeah. Oh yeah, and I'm sure even you know as crappy as it was was back then, people still still love it. Yeah, now they like that's like yeah. Now if something's crappy like that, they make it sound like it's like a really cool. Like they have a good whoever they're yeah you know, real estate people are. They make it sound like it's cool and it's got character. Yeah, very yeah, industrial, industrial very industrial, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so yeah. So tell me, you know, so you said you kind of made the big leap and going to the city. You know, how was that for you? Kind of, I mean. You're kind of you know country mouse coming to the, you know the city. You know how did that uh, how did that change go? How was it for you kind of you know getting getting work and you know making the leap into d- design? Well, it was it wasn't a smooth process. Um, 
So kind of in the back of my mind, I, I really wanted to learn design. I was like, well, maybe I should study that as well. And I think that would be kind of a good complement to, to what I was doing. And I thought, well, maybe I could go to SVA. And I know there's a lot of cool stuff happening there. I was like, well, that could be really interesting. But I, I came out here and I decided just to focus on freelance and see how that went. Um, I got some jobs, nothing great. So I ended up taking kind of random day jobs. Um, and the last one I, I took, or, or two attempt jobs, I should say, the last one I, I took was actually making packages for cosmetic products. And you weren't allowed to talk to anybody. You're socializing there. You pretty much had to like punch your card and, and work and get out of there. And at that point, it's like, yeah, I'm going to go back to school and, and kind of, you know, change course, so to say. So but it was just, uh, it, was very, it, was, it was very tough. Um, I didn't really know anyone at first. Um, I had a friend who actually moved out before I did. We reconnected down the road. But it's kind of, um, yeah, being alone, trying to figure out how to, what's next, you know. So it was, it was there definitely a, a, a trying period, but I'm glad I, I stuck it out and didn't move back. Yeah, I think that's, I, I like those, I mean, obviously, like you said before, looking back, it's not always the most glamorous, but it's probably, I mean, that part of the the grind literally has probably made you, you know, appreciate a lot more, A, what you have now, and B, kind of, you learned what you, you know, didn't want, and to be doing your own, kind of your own thing, gave you some, uh, a lot of, uh, a lot of insight, you know, good, bad, and the ugly about it. Oh, definitely. Like, for example, my first apartment building, it was in, in Midwood, Brooklyn, Um but there were rats in the basement and you're trying to do your laundry and stuff like that. And the most messed up thing, I actually found a torso next to the building at one point. What? And it's just like, God, what am I doing here? <laughs> you know? Oh my but, God. Um, I kept with my friends and ended up moving um, in with them to a much nicer place in a nicer neighborhood. So everything kind of smoothed out after that, I guess. I love you just casually. Yeah. yeah. You just casually mentioned there's a torso and you're like, Oh yeah, then we moved and got a nicer place. I mean, I really think yeah, any place. And there's like the, yeah. There's like these cop cars and the helicopters. Oh, what's that about? You know, and then, uh, you know, through the grapevine on the news, I heard about it. I was like, oh, man. Yeah. Well, I think, yeah. I think at that point, really, the bar is set pretty low on what would be a better apartment. It's like, oh, you're, you're a torso free apartment? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Cool. We're good. We're, we'll sign up for that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Could, could it be worse? Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, yeah. I'll when you, yeah. When people say it could be worse, you can literally tell them, no, 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 no. It cannot get any, it cannot get any worse. Than, yeah. yeah that, I've set the worst bar pretty good. Yeah. Oh man, uh, cool. It was interesting. It was an experience. So. There you go. See, I think I, I think you can get. It says a lot about people. They, some people look back at those bad experiences and they still like. I don't know, gripe about them. I don't want to say complain, but I think if you look at that and realize, you know, what could have been or where you know where you were, it makes you appreciate where you are a lot more. And I think that's that says a lot about people. I think if they're able to. You know, you can't change that part of it, right? And it would be part of your story. And so sometimes those battle scars are pretty good. Definitely. And it also, like, uh, motivates me to work hard and not end up back there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. I keep going. Can't keep my foot on the gas so that's going to happen again. Yeah. I, I had a friend. He lived in Brooklyn. And at the time, I didn't realize it was a, as bad of a neighborhood it was. There's occasional car got broken into. Like, my window got smashed one time. But he's... um. He's a lawyer, and the, the funny—it's not well. It's funny because he's he's safe, um, teaser. But he he was getting robbed in his building, and he knew that there was a security camera in the hallway. So he was like in the entranceway, and the guy you know put a gun on him and tried to rob him. And so he's backing up slowly with his hands up, so that he knows that he can frame get this guy in the camera shot, so that the oh, cops wow. so the cops can find him. And so they do. And then my friend is, which I th- was crazy. He agreed to testify against the guy. 
Um, so yeah, then he, he definitely moved out of that apartment and because we were not going to come visit him anymore, but it was one of the crazier, uh, Brooklyn stories, uh, back in the day. That's crazy. It's, uh, that'd be hard to have that, um, kind of state of mind to be able to think like that, to back up and, uh, you know. Yeah. Yeah. He was like, oh yeah, like just real matter of fact, like, oh, they had the security camera in the hallway. And so I just knew. You know, I knew whatever, and I'm like, oh, my God. And then, and then he's like, <laughs> yeah, and he tells me he decided to go to court. Yeah. I mean, we love you, Steve. You're a crazy bastard, but we love you. Yeah. So, again, looking at your website, uh, you know, uh, jasonlynchdesign.com, there's some really unique, you know, um, projects on there. I think a lot of it is about different you know, social issues, you know, the – Reframing Justice, Every Student Deserves a Champion, uh, you know, the, the Good Wellness Project, and a, a few others. Is that something that, you know, is, a, is really important to you that you're involved in, or is that just kind of your early, your early works? Obviously, it's important to you, but just kind of what's the, there seems to be a common, you know, point with a lot of the, those, that work. Yeah, it is very important uh, to me. It was nice. Um, so, so let me back up. So when I got a SBA, actually, right out of school, I got a job at a studio called HyperAct. And, you know, over the period of a couple of years, they kind of shifted their focus to work on, on social good type of projects. Um, so that's kind of where all that work has, has come from is, is when I worked at that studio. But um, I liked it because it's like I'm working hard to do something, but at the end of the day, it has like a good purpose or it serves a, a good cause. Um, and I was happy to be able to kind of work with those issues and learn about the issues and, and kind of really put a lot of energy into something that I think would make the world a better place. Um, you know, rather than doing something where it's totally meant to, to like sell a product or something like that. I agree. And, um, yeah, I it's, agree. It's great too. I mean, I got to meet a lot of really great people doing all different kinds of work and um, the projects are always different, you know, kind of the branding or the different asks or the deliverables they needed. So it was always kind of fun uh, to have that variety and kind of, um, you know, figure out how to tell their story in interesting ways. Yeah, I, I, I completely agree. And then how we discovered you, like I said before, is through Decadent. You know, what's the what's the origin story there? How did you start, you know, teaming up with uh, the crew over at Decadent? Yeah, so my, my wife's aunt actually worked with Alex uh, from, from 12%, and I think it was his last day. And I, I don't know if he talked to her about it or something, but she asked me to send over some samples of, of some illustrations I did. So I did that and she ended up, I think, just putting them in his chair or something. He saw it. And then he's the one who connected me with Paul. I think that was maybe mid-2017. Uh, and then from there, I just started, you know, talking on the phone with Paul, kind of figuring out what he wanted to do, to do and, um, you know, kind of some back and forth and the, and the look we wanted to create and kind of landed where we did. So I guess it was kind of organic um, type of process. It was kind of totally by chance, though. Um, but, um, yeah, it's been great. Yeah. Now, like I said, when I, we first met you, it was very early on. I think it was, you know, one of their first releases with the kind of the, the creamsicles and the, you know, those beers that everyone was like, what the hell is going on? These beers are so kind of crazy with their flavor profiles and what have you. And so to really see it, you know, expand so much, you know, I know the, the new physical space is, you know, getting closer to being done. So it's really a fun process, you know, following along with you, bringing their brand to life. So that's, it's really, uh, no pressure there at all. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no pressure. But, uh, that's exciting. I can't wait to check out the new, uh, the new tasting room. I, um, 
I haven't seen it since they, they got this far along, but it looks like it's going to be really awesome in there. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, definitely. Now, the you know, there's some some of your pieces have you know there's just different kind of crazy characters you know in kind of getting into some sort of you know different variations of hijinks um and you know the, the logo itself looks like a kind of a mad hatter you know you know who's had a few too many you know what what is the kind of what's the the story that you're telling with with these characters what i like about the you know that the work he's doing it's just like you just do crazy stuff and so it's how do you make these labels kind of fun and crazy and something interesting? Um, that's what we really like about it. And, and with the different flavors or, or, or different varieties, I mean, there's always so much out there to kind of pull from, whether it be like a blueberry pancake or, or just straight up like citra or something like that. But um, just trying to make something that's just fun, I guess, is, is the best way to sum it up. Um, yeah. And that kind of little character, it's, um, that kind of long story behind that. Originally, you know, Paul wanted to incorporate that somehow with the logo, but it really wasn't working. And it was kind of like, oh, we shouldn't do this. Maybe we do some other things. In kind of a roundabout way, we ended up with that little guy. Um, and then we could just kind of put that at different places, maybe not tie it into the logo, but it's like a secondary element that could be on the cans or, or in other places. And that guy, it's actually the head from the toasted marshmallow guy. And that's the first beer I did with uh, Paul. That's kind of how that came about. Okay. Um, yeah, so it's like, oh, it's kind of a cool looking head, that kind of brush stroke, um, kind, of, kind of with the wonky eyes and stuff like that. Maybe we could use that. Yeah, I do like they all wear, for the most part, they all wear top hats. And there's a couple of chef hats, but I like that, you know, the, the long, you know, um, I forget what it's called, like the old Abe Lincoln style hat with the, you know, the thin. <laughs> Uh, was it something, yeah, uh, something copper top? Yeah, I forget. Pop, yeah. Anyway, you know what I'm saying, people. Yeah. But yeah, it's a, yeah, that's it. Like, yeah, something like that. Something, yeah. So it's it's cool. And even uh, I like there's a few of your pieces that you show the early sketches for. I always love the kind of from, from pencil to, you know, early previews of, of the comps and stuff like that. So that's always one of my one of my favorites when folks do that on their, you know, just share that with the, the masses. I like seeing that as well. It's always always fun to kind of check out the story, even more so than maybe the finished piece, to kind of see how people got from from where they initially started to where they ended up. Now, now, I see there's some of those are pencil and kind of you know inked on. What is your your process from you know bringing these to to life? Um, so it, it all just starts with um, I, I try and send off three different types of pencil sketches. Um, and then from there, it's just, you know, a brush and ink and then just colorize in, in, in Photoshop. But I'm trying more and more to draw everything in Photoshop. Um, but I keep, I'm always curious how other people do it and, and how you still make it look natural. So I'm kind of dabbling in using a, a Wacom tab a little bit. It's, it's been hard, but, um, you know, I don't, I don't have a good one where it's like you're drawing right on the screen. It's, it's the different pads. So it's that weird disconnect where I'm staring at a screen and not where I'm drawing. Um, but I think it's, I don't think you can really tell the difference that much, and it's so much faster. So I'm still trying to do that. But I, I do like using just a brush and ink, I think, more. So just something's nice about just doing something, you know, totally analog, not looking at the screen. Um, with all the mistakes and everything else that comes with that, I think it's kind of nice. Yeah, I've, yeah, I've heard that the mask, like once you make the move to the Wacom and then mastering it or deciding to kind of move up the, the chain, there's the there's a lot of you know, uh, learning curve that goes with that, especially the one I think you're talking about, which is not as, um, 
yeah, it's a little more physically it's difficult, which sounds weird to folks, but if you see them, you'll you'll understand. Yeah, it's also weird because you can't turn it. Like I'm so used to like turning the paper or something like that, and me having something. It's like you know, I'm kind of walking around at different sides of the desk or something like that, trying to you know turn the paper that way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I told you. I told you. Yeah, I agree. I, especially I'm a lefty. So early on, even just trying to get the, yeah, not have the ink all over my hand, I had to find different angles to, to use. So the names and the beers, like I said, they're, they're really unique. They're kind of, you know, they're, I don't want, I want to say out there because that makes it seem like it's insulting, but it's, they're definitely a, you know, a unique niche in the, in the beer space. Um, how, how does that come, you know, what's the process like from coming up with the design and you know, the name, how are you, how are you working with the team over there? How, how does that come together? Um, so pretty much they send me the name um, and the label size of what it is. I don't really have much input. We had, I had some back and forth with them on a couple labels, uh, but they kind of come up with, with the name and everything on, on there and send it over to me. Um, and I kind of, kind of work with that. And that's kind of my, my jumping off point. Um, but some of them we went back and forth, like the Coco Ecto and the, the ectoplasmic orange and stuff like that. We kind of bounce ideas off one another, but um, yeah, for the most part, it's it's uh, Paul or, or Alex coming up with the names and sending them over. Okay, and what's what's the life cycle on that? Like, how much time are you are you given? How much time do you kind of have? You know, between crazy ideas sent over to when it kind of you need to finalize your your, your design. I mean, for me, that, that's kind of the sweet spot. Maybe like a week and a half. Um, you know, not that they take a super long time, but it's kind of hard to, to kind of work that in the schedule. You know, I have a, a little girl and everything like that. So I don't want to take away from family time and, and stuff like that. So trying to, to balance all that out. But um, they usually, uh, you know, a few days to kind of generate some ideas. I send it over to them. Maybe next, you know, a couple days after that, they have some revisions or, or pick one that they like. And then, you know, it takes me like a couple of days to crank out the final. Um, but it, it's sometimes I know the schedule is a little chaotic because I mean, I, I kind of learned from talking with them is maybe a brewery or something would have a tank open and then they have the opportunity to, to make something there. So it's kind of a rush to get in there and, and, you know, do what they need to do and stuff like that. So I, I think, um, sometimes the schedule could be a little chaotic, um, just the, kind of the nature of the business, but, um, for the most part, it's pretty, pretty decent turnaround time. Yeah, it's workable. Yeah. So that's good. Now, What's you know? What do you guys work? What's what's on the uh, docket now? Are you involved? Are there any of your designs as part of the the new location? Yeah, we try to put some stuff on the wall. We have like kind of this big back wall. Um, you know, we're kind of toying around with some ideas. Initially, we thought, well, it'd be kind of cool to to paint things on there. But um, you know, with the kind of time and the way things played out, that it's like, well, I can't really, you know dedicate that amount of time to actually paint that wall so we're working on this one company now and what they do is they they create printouts and then they're able to kind of layer that on um these different boards and fasten those on the wall so what's kind of cool about that is you know i could send everything from here i'm not having to paint something but you can kind of move the characters around and, and change them out and stuff like that so um i'm, I'm really you know, I, I'm really excited to see how that turns out. We only have about four characters done now, but I think all together is maybe like nine I can be back there. Um, so kind of that's where we're in the process now. I just uh, sent some stuff over today, and I'm waiting to hear back on some proofs from the printer. So That's pretty cool. Now and we 
What's up, everybody? How we doing? You digging it? Jason Lynch, Colorado, New York, and now here in the lovely Nutmeg State, the state of Connecticut, with yours truly. So I'm enjoying this episode. I really think it's it's nice to see, you know, Jason, where he is, what he's been up to. Like I said, we reached out to Jason pretty early on when we started doing work with Decadent because there was something different. They were unique. You know, we love 12%. We can support them any way we can. And so that was really cool to, to see. But we kind of, you know, had to convince him. You know, I had to kind of twist his arm a little bit. And finally we got him to, you know, agree to do it. And we're really happy that he, you know, took the plunge. We tried to make it as painless as possible. So you can really see where the brand's going. It's, you know, with, uh, you know, the work of, you know, the distribution. You know, you're seeing their beers all over the country, which is super cool to see. And so those beers stick out. You see them on a shelf and they pop. So that's a big, you know, tip of the cap to Jason, work he's doing there. And now, part four. That's right. Speaking of another great artist, our good friend Heidi Geist. We're checking in with her on the open road, see where she is, what she's doing, what hijinks, how Fearless is doing, how the new chapter with her daughter, and as I teased before, their newest member of the crew. So here it is, folks. Part four, Heidi Geist, check-in, 48 Beer Project. We really got to find a better name for this segment. So hit me up if you got one. Let me know. Door prizes, if you pick the best one. So we are checking in with Heidi once again. Uh, where in the world is Heidi Geist and the 48 Beer Project? How are we doing today, Heidi? I'm doing warm. I'm great. Yeah. Um, it is start, it's snowing. Right. Yeah, it's snowing. it's snowing right now. Yeah, here. Yeah, so anyway. <laughs> ha ha, sucks for you. Hmm. All of you who have No, I'm just kidding. No, I mean... Not having a white Christmas is going to be a little bit of a bummer, but at the same time, having palm trees and 75 degrees, who can complain, right? Yeah, I think that's part of the, yeah. I mean, I'll complain because I'll be jealous, but I mean, but that's fine. But where, now, where are you right now? What's the, what's the project, what's the, you know, the adventure of this week? So, Civil Society is uh, the collaboration and actually moved <clears throat> our uh, meeting date for tomorrow. So, if anybody is planning on, It'll be too late now because you're listening to this on Friday. But ongoing, I won't be there till tomorrow. Right. Um, oh, tomorrow. That's perfect. See you tonight. Yeah, That's exactly. Confusing. So anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, the future. Yeah, so we're in, currently in West Palm Beach. We are, have been kind of bouncing around a little bit because of our new family member and um, some other things. And we have a little extra time in Florida. So we're sort of soaking it up and, you know, chillaxing. Yeah. So for folks at home, not only did Heidi bring her daughter, they they got they felt, wow, we have so much room in our in Fearless the bus that we're gonna bring a pet <laughs> on board. So so any any extra square footage that was for them is now with Ch- Churro the dog. Who needs space? I mean, nice. what a test of of. Of, of what humanity is able to put up with, you know, being a sardine. Yeah, or how crazy you are. No, exactly. That's what I said. Yeah. So you have a dog, a daughter, a short bus, and the open road. I mean, what more? What more? What could go wrong there? Oh, don't say it like that. Knock on wood somewhere. Who's got wood? No, yeah, please. just tap your head. Uh, yeah, yeah, thank you. Yeah, no, we're good. No, it's great. I think that this is a wonderful addition. Um, as tight quarters as it is in this bus, the weather's beautiful, so we can be outside and um, 
you know, do some exploring and have the windows open. And, you know, I mean, this child was in my womb. You want to talk about small, tight, tight spaces. spaces. Yeah. Right. And the no. dog, right. And you, you, it's a the good part of the story. It's a rescue dog. And so, I mean, that dog is already better off than it was and, you know, could have been. So right there, it's just, you know, that's a great testament to your, to you because you're such a, Kind and caring individual, and so I think that dog has found it, its happy place already. Yeah, a little churro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I told her she should have named it after me, but that didn't really go over well. That's, that's her middle name. Right. <laughs> churro, churro, uh, yeah. Anyway, so one question I have for you, like how do you plan your, like where you're, you're, you're going? I mean, are you just GPSing it, or are you... I feel like I can just see you with like one of those big maps and like looking like, is it basically you just need to get to point B by this date and then you just kind of take the open road and see where you end up? Yes, that's exactly what's happening. I've had very little planning in all of this aside from the breweries. So it's pretty much, uh, yeah, it's like, well, what do we do today? Honestly, a lot of it's built around Planet Fitness. <laughs> Where's the next place we can shower? Um, and then what can we do along the way? So, you know, we did, we like just explored big Cypress and the Everglades and that was awesome. We spent a day, saw a bunch of alligators. There are a lot of alligators. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so when there's extra time, it's just sort of winging it, which in a way it's, it's fun and relaxing, but at the same time, I feel like we're probably missing out on some things by not doing our research and planning a little bit, but you know. Yeah, there's a. I'll find it for you. There's like an app or a website, and it's basically like all the weird things. Like basically, it'll just geo, it'll figure out where you are geographically, and tell you all the weird or unique kind of historical or quirky things you can check out in that area. It's kind of fun, especially if you've been. There I quick. would love to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hook I'll get, me up. I'll hook that up. Fun fact about Big Cypress: they had a big concert there. Uh, it's a, I think it was it's to start the millennium with. Uh, uh, you're not a big fan, but my my boys fished and they played like eight or ten hours straight. It was pretty epic, yeah, to bring the millennium in. You're not a big fan. You know, I've been to like 12 fish concerts. That's not as many as most people. That's pretty good. I had my time. I, love, I think they're great musicians. All right, I'll take it. But um, that's incredible. I think I remember actually hearing about that. I'm sure that everyone in my friend circle of fish fans went to that or wanted to go to that or talked about it at least when it was a thing so yeah it's like the big if you would like a lot of people were hoping they'll someday like release that on like you know some way because they just they did play speaking of your dozen shows they played like they played what 13 shows in a row last year at madison square garden that was pretty cool they didn't repeat they they didn't repeat a single tune it was pretty cool i mean they have a lot of tunes it's true strong many many a year yeah, exactly. Many, many, a, many a year. <laughs> My God. Yeah. I always make myself sound old. No, we're not. We're not. No, 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 we're not. We're not. We're not doing that. We're not doing that. The last one we sounded no, really old. <laughs> uh, so, so civil society this week, and then where are you? I think you have spot next week, and then you're kind of on like a little Christmas break, right? If I if I remember correctly. Yeah. So actually, next week is our sort of free week, and we'll be headed up toward Georgia because Creature Comforts is next up in Athens. Oh, I can't wait um, for you to meet uh, Kim from. I with, know. Is that who you're working with? Oh, that's gonna be epic. So yeah, and then what? Actually, um, one of my new sponsor, Deemer Box, is located in Peachtree City, Georgia, and that'll be on the way. So 
swinging by, saying hi, meeting those guys, and um, that'll be fun. Nice. They actually got their starting name, so. Yeah, I like to see. I like to see Big Planet Fitness on the side of the bus. That'd be kind of hilarious. I know. I know. No, they they wouldn't sponsor a girl with a body like mine. Trust me. <laughs> as much as I've been working out, I don't think that I'm the best face for that company. But uh. No, they're all about like not shaming people, and like their commercials are pretty funny. Sure. 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 No, it's true. No, actually, I made fun of it when people in the beginning were like, "Oh, you got to get a Planet Fitness pass," and they didn't say it like that, but in my head. Hello. And I was like, ah, I'm like, I'm over the whole gym scene. I used to do that, you know, and then I broke down and did it. And I'm so grateful. And I think we've talked about it already, but it's just amazing to like know shower. that they're everywhere. And if I want to shower and I do need to work out because I've been sitting and drinking, I can do that. And the hydro massage, you know, the chair, what the chair, the chair is where it's at. Yeah. The chair is no, the massage bed. Yeah, I like it. I mean, I, I I don't belong to them, but I have friends who do, and I like their their commercials. Like I said, are really funny because they like have every stereotype of like a gym, you know, like a muscle head and stuff like that. And it's like right. some of their things are like no grunting, you know, all this stuff. So it's good. Yeah, they have the um, they call it lunk alarm. It's their term for people who drop weights or grunt or you know do like masculine, um, not even masculine, like animalistic aggressive you know, like ridiculous you know, those, assholes those, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, 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 um not, so anyway and uh it's very loud actually disturbing and it at first when it starts to go off you think that maybe there's going to be a tornado and then it occurs to you that it's just a lunk alarm but you know it's interesting all right. Well, I hope not, I never said that. Yeah, they're not. They're not. Uh, they're not paying us to sponsor them, so we're going to move on. But yeah, so you're going to be uh, working <laughs> Kim Kirby uh, Creature Comforts down there in Georgia. They do some cool stuff. She's super eclectic. Uh, episode 41. So I hope you get to to meet her. I think you guys would uh, would hit it off pretty well. She seems like she uh, awesome. is an awesome person. Yeah. Cool. I've never talked to her, but good. Hopefully, Let's, I will meet her. And... Yeah. Take a picture and tag us and do all that social media stuff. Oh, I will. Remind me. No. My memory is a minute long. All right. Let's see. So what's today's date? Uh, today's the 13th. And so I don't think we'll talk to you until after Christmas. So will Santa be able to find you on the open road? Yeah, I'll be in Georgia still. So I'm actually doing an event at the Porter for New Year's Eve, the Porter Beer Bar in Atlanta. So doing the uh, Creature Comfort uh, collaboration and a few days later... Porter Beer Bar, which um, I guess now is the time. We'll be serving up Creature Comforts that night. I'll be there to whatever. Hang out, talk to people, have some drinks, share some laughs, all that good stuff. So. Yeah, I have a logistics question. And is like, how, like, do you like, does your daughter have a fake ID? What's going on? Like, how, does, how is that working? Oh, that's not even an issue. We're not really. First of all, I haven't really been doing as much brewery hopping. I've been trying to do more sightseeing. But, I like um, that. I like that. But, like, the order is like a restaurant, or I called them and talked to them, and, you know, they have no issue with age. They It's all ages all the time. So, good. you know, we're not really, like, I don't drag her to bars or anything. We're just sort of I didn't think, I didn't think so, but I just didn't know if, like, yeah. if so, I mean, every state is crazy in what seems normal in one place. For sure. So, I was like, I was just. Yeah, I mean. Very, it's very convenient that I've got the bus, actually, because, you know, she's not a big fan of the brewery anyway. So, like, on Thursdays when I pop in, 
and and check it out and meet the people and stuff like she can you know chill on the bus and do art or whatever now you know like take the dog for a walk so you know it's not really it works no, that's great so, yeah totally great yeah excellent 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 okay so again everybody 48 beer project the one and only miss heidi geist if she's coming to your town, make sure to say hello. Please don't be creepy. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, yeah, I'll say that. God. That's one of my worries about you. I just worry there's all these creepers. But You know I've had no issues so far, so knock on wood. We're yeah. Good. I'm going to send you a big brick of wood because every time we say something, I'm like, oh, like, we'll just knock on it. Yeah. I know. God, I should just wear it around my neck. <laughs> so, anyway. <laughs> all right. All right. I'm not too well, you, Churo, your daughter, you guys be safe. Send us pictures. We, you know, we're thinking of you. If there's anything you need from us, um, you know, I could use your weather, so I'm not going to be too jealous of, uh, <laughs> of things. But, yeah, always wishing you the best. Always good to catch up. And, if, you know, 48beerproject.com, 48beerproject on the Instagram. And if uh, you need anything, we're always here for you. So thanks, Heidi. Thank you. Have a good day. All Have right, safe. Life. Wow. Well, we'll talk soon. Adios. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I know. We talk. Oh, we'll talk again this year, so we can't do the the, the always punny. Mary always has. See you next year. <laughs> All, right. Uh, all right. And dad jokes I'll for the win. Out. All right. Bye. <laughs> and there we have it, folks. Checking in with our good friend Heidi Geist, member forty eight beerproject dot com. Check out where she's going to be. Say hello. And we repeat once again. Don't be creepy. So until we'll get we'll get a hold of Heidi right before New Year's, right around Christmas time, we'll check in with her, let you know where she's been, and follow along with her adventures. It's never a dull moment. One of the hardest working artists in craft beer, and we're proud to call her a friend. So safe travels, Heidi. Until next time, if you need anything, like we said, we're here for you. So let's get right back into it. Part two, Jason Lynch, 16-ounce canvas, decadent ales, right here. Yeah. Go listen. Here it comes. Do you have names for these characters? Like, do you I mean at least or at least how you reference them when you're, you know, discussing them with everybody? Uh, no. <laughs> Just like it's this guy, it's the hot guy, it's the beetle guy. Um, okay. So yeah, hot guy. Be- nothing, nothing more creative there. It's pretty, uh, pretty objective, I guess. Yeah, I always yeah I always ask that, and it, I usually hear the same thing. And it's kind of like, no, it's not. No, no, like. It's not a cartoon, but yeah, I, I, I think in my yeah. my head, I like to like I like to think of them as names, but it doesn't really get that far. That would yeah. be helpful, especially with like kind of that little that little mascot guy. You just kind of refer to him as the guy. You refer to him as AJ. That might, that might that guy. might be helpful. Like really, just short and sweet. Yeah, yeah just call him AJ. It's good. Yeah, there you go. You, yeah, can, you yeah. can use that. Yeah, <laughs> I approve that one. Yeah. There you go. Now, so yeah, so that's pretty. So. Yeah, they're, that's they've been so busy with the the new space, you know. And I know that they're expanding their their production, so it's been nice to to see, you know, how how much it's grown. I think we started talking about four or five months ago, and so it's really been a, you know, been a, a growing process. Have you have you like you said before, you're moving to the Wacom, but like have has that have you been able to do things quicker because you're like is that something because you're connected with them and more the kind of on the same page where the the vision of the characters are now? You're kind of past that like. Uh, I guess like honeymoon stage. Is that is that a good inter- inference there? Oh, uh, you mean kind of like working, working faster and, and stuff like that? Or just, yeah, or kind of like their vision now. Like early on, I think you're probably trying to kind of come up with some sort of you know 
theme or vision for the the labels and now it seems like they're pretty you know they're they're all different but they're you know they're they're uniform in a way which is, which is really cool you can tell they're part of the same you know brand which i like a lot yeah i think after you know the first maybe two labels or something like that it's like okay we kind of i think the look and stuff kind of got more settled on and we kind of um i think i have a good idea kind of you know what, what they like what they're looking for and uh and, and I'm kind of able to, to work within that. Um, it started out as kind of kind of crazy. Um, I, I think initially we're trying to do like art and nouveau labels. Um, I definitely can't work in that style. I tried. So there's a lot of back and forth, and we kind of ended up with this. And and they seem really happy with it. So we just kind of you know stuck to this style. And um, yeah, kind of kind of keep um, kept working in this vein. So I think it's working out really well so far. Yeah, and I think that it's not. I like it because it does have the the brewery name on it, but it doesn't. You know, it's it's subtly done. You know, the art is the the central point, and it's very unique. Which I like is you see your, these labels. <coughs> and again, if you go to Jason's site, you can even see them without having any of the 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 beer names or the the brewery name and all the you know, legal mumbo. Um, it really they they stand out on their own as being these are decadent labels. So I think that's one of the things you really hope for is when you go down this path is that they they're able to stand along on their own. And I think they a hundred percent do with that. I, mean, I wouldn't even question that at all. Oh, thanks. I appreciate that. Yeah. It's nice to, nice to hear. It's always, I mean, I always have a lot of doubts about that. Like, Oh, this is quite right. Or, you know, especially trying to work with a new tool and fold that in there. I'm, I'm, I get worried about like, well, does it look too different? I can't tell. And, you know, so it's always something in the back of my mind just to, to be really aware of staying on the same look and feel and not really deviate from that. Yeah, as a you know, from a branding perspective, that's what you really hope for is that you know that the different panes of, of view, you know, you see them, and so I think yeah, on all, all levels it works as uh, you know as decadent, which is uh, which is awesome. Oh, cool, cool. Yeah, so we mentioned before. I mean, if you don't you don't want to talk about your day job, but you know, working on you know with UX and Watson, what kind of cool stuff you doing over there? If you can talk about it, it sounds really interesting. I know I'm kind of geeky, but it's curious. <laughs> always like kind of sciencey stuff so when that opportunity came along it's like oh, i gotta do this because it's just fun learning about things like that um and right now kind of my focus is working on the different demos so right now there's a, a conference going on in montreal where um a lot of these companies they, they show the new technology they've been working on to potential clients and kind of really you know highlighting the work they've done over the past year and stuff like that so i've been working on um demos for that and that's you know a major reason why i had to rescheduled so many times but it's kind of cool so you know about learning you know different ways they're, they're using ai or kind of new hardware they're coming up with um one thing i worked on last year is kind of cool is this uh debater thing um i guess it's mostly in the paper and stuff like that so i could talk about it but basically they created this you know this system where it would have a live debate with a human being which i thought was pretty cool and we saw um my part of it is just kind of illustrating how it worked but a little bit further down the road. They had a live demo of it where it was actually having a debate. And it was just, it was crazy because you choose a topic, it would research the topic and it would like listen to you and then, you know, use what you said against you to make its point and stuff like that. So that's kind of cool seeing stuff like that. So I'm, uh, yeah. And I like, uh, I, I like kind of like, you know, drawing the fun characters and stuff like that and switching my brain over to do something, you know, kind of really, analytical or kind of science-minded and stuff like that it's kind of fun to have that back and forth yeah i i mean that stuff is really 
yeah interesting to me so it's always cool to see the the new uses of it and uh yeah it's it's mind-blowing so i definitely i could see how that'd be an opportunity you couldn't miss you know my wife's a, a science teacher so science and tech and you know it's quote unquote being nerdy is a is a cool thing for us so i definitely i definitely uh feel like i'd be missing an opportunity to, to ask you about that part. yeah it's fun to, to learn about this stuff i mean honestly i have a pretty steep learning curve <laughs> when i get to sign these projects it takes you know two or three weeks to kind of figure out what they've been talking about and stuff like that but it's kind of nice to like okay i i get what you're talking about now at the end of it and i'm kind of getting a handle on it learning you know this new stuff it's kind of fun yeah oh it's super cool to me yeah so yeah that's exciting that's exciting now was it was it hard for you to transition working the idea? I mean, for lack of a better term, the, the smaller canvas of, of uh, you know designing for cans, or was that was it wasn't really that that difficult of a transition for you? Um, kind of. I mean, a little bit. I, it's actually the first packaging I really worked on uh, with these labels. So, you know, kind of keeping everything in mind. And I think, you know, some of the challenges to me anyways, you want to do different things, but then it has to get approved by, uh, by the man, so to speak, not, not Paul, but like a legal board or whoever does his approvals. So you have to kind of lay out things a certain way and, and stuff like that. So that was kind of a, a bit of a struggle because I'd want to like, well, why can't we put the name on the side or put the name over here or something like that and learning about, well, okay, you have to do things a certain way. And, um, that was a bit of a challenge, but, um, besides that, not so much. The smaller labels are always kind of a, a bit of a challenge trying to fit everything into a small space, but um, the bigger ones have been, you know, pretty pretty smooth transition. Oh, cool. Now, are you a, are you a beer guy? Do you like what kind of beers you like? I do. Um, you know, before this, the kind of beers I liked were pretty simple. Um, you know, nothing nothing crazy, just a regular like IPA, or like a fat tire or something like that. Um, actually, before I started working on this, I had no idea what kind of a, a scene it was because. Um, before this, I never went to a can release. I didn't know that was a thing. So the, the beer I bought was just like regular, whatever you said, liquor store, which isn't that crazy for the most part, you know. But uh, as I started to go to these things and seeing, you know, all these people like even trading beers, all the different varieties and stuff like that, I've been getting more and more into it. Um, yeah. I mean, more of an IPA kind of guy, I guess. Yeah. The, <laughs> the, yeah, the 12%. Uh, releases are pretty epic, but they're a little crazy too. Especially as, as a fellow father with young kids, <clears throat> getting up and getting out of the house solo on a Saturday or Sunday morning has proven to be more and more difficult. And folks line up there, I don't know, eight nine o'clock in the morning. And I, and I like it because twelve percent encourages it, and they put together a nice little infrastructure in place. And now they have like a food truck that's usually there, so it's uh, it's really well run. But if you're I remember the first few times I experienced that just in general. It was uh, it was a little mind-blowing. I was just like, I just kind of want to come here and buy a product and leave. And it's just, you know, all these people are just feeling no pain by like, you know, 10 at 10.30 in the morning, which is crazy. The first one I went to, there was a big line. I was like, oh, are we in a line for this? It's nuts. But um, I see it now. But I like them. They're, they're, you know, they're laid back. You bring your, your kid and your dog and stuff like that. It's kind of like a nice nice way to spend an hour or two. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's good. I like, uh, yeah, the meeting the people and especially, you know, if, they're, if people are sharing stuff, you usually get to try stuff that either is not in your area or that you might not have had before. So that's always a good, good dive into things. And a few times, even you know, the decadent stuff and whatever, they'll have a early preview once in a while and share with people online. So it's it's 
it's been pretty cool. So I, I mean, I love what Alex is doing. So it's uh, it's nice just to to bring it full circle. <clears throat> yeah, it's kind of fun that they're all different locations too. So you kind of get to travel around and see different spaces and stuff like that, which is nice. Yeah, when they when they started doing it at Voracious, that's like fifteen minutes for me. So I was my, I was very happy about that, just from a logistics standpoint. But uh, I definitely have beer will travel, so it works out well. Yeah. <laughs> Cool. Um, now, this is a, my, one of my versions of a nerdy question. Um, do you have a certain naming convention for when you organize your files? Is there something that you utilize for that? Yes. So I did the name of the beer, the year, the month, and the day. That depends from the studio I worked, worked at. We started doing that. Um, someone kind of turned us on to it. It always keeps the newest stuff to the, at the top. Um, that's what I do to keep straight. But. So are you underscores or dashes? Uh, nothing. Just all, all blurred. Like, uh, one big word. All right. All right. You're and, and spaces too, which I know is a group. Oh, what? No, no yeah. spaces. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No one sees it but me. So yeah, that's fair. Yeah, no, I, I stopped using spaces when I was doing. I used to code. Well, I guess I stick, when I used to do HTML and it would just yeah. give you like the weird renderings. And so yeah, I'm an underscore kind of guy. It's like the whole, uh, um, what was that called, that dev show? Were they like arguing about spaces or tabs for the code? Yeah, that was with... Uh, what was that? It's on HBO. Uh, I, just, I can't think of it. Silicon Valley. Yep, exactly. Yeah, and we had that We had the discussion with one of our artists, um, you know, one of her episodes. So it was kind of funny. So she, her and her husband, are, they do UX and other design stuff. And they one of them was a tab person and the other one was a space person. So it's, uh, yeah... It was it Caitlin Myers from Triple Crossing? It was kind of funny, yeah. <laughs> and and lastly, what's kind of the vibe when you're creating? Do you listen to music? Are you an ambiance kind of guy? What's what, what's on your what's on the playlist? Uh, I do. You know, mostly I'm like a, a podcast kind of guy, or even a talk radio kind of guy. Okay. Uh, so with that, I love like Freakonomics and Star Talk and and. Uh, Here's a thing. I like that one quite a bit. But what was uh, the last one? Sorry. What was the last one you said? Here's the thing with Alec Baldwin. Okay. Now he's getting into fights. I don't know if that will be any longer, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty good one. Good interviews. Um, besides that, music's pretty eclectic. It goes from many things from like I don't know, hair metal to Motorhead to Talking Heads. Um, depends on the day, I guess. Okay. Do you how have, fast I need to get stuff done. Yeah, do you have certain labels you're like, oh, I know I was listening to this when I was doing it, like that was inspired? I, I wish. I don't think so. I don't know. Yeah. I don't think so. I mean, probably probably 90% of the time it's like some 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 podcast or something like that. Like the six-ounce canvas? Plug, plug, plug. There you go, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm always interested because um, I just, for me, that's all the other questions I learned, but that one's always like, I lit up my Spotify and I'm like, add, add, add all the new, all the new artists. So we'll, uh, we'll take some, we'll take some car blanche with the music for yours and, uh, we'll add some stuff. Right. Everyone, the talking heads, which I'm really proud of because, uh, Tina and Chris, the, from, you know, the talking heads, they they live here in Connecticut. They, I don't know if they still live in Norwalk. They might live near you. Really? Yeah. Tina, yeah. Yeah. Tina and Chris. Cause I remember at the old, uh, it was Sono Brewing, Sono Brew House, which is right down there, like right in the, the heart of South Norwalk. They used to have a lot of music there on the weekends back, I'd say like 15 years ago, but they would always, when they were in the, um, 
the Tom Tom Club, and they would always they would always be there. And they were just like you know, and, and their son was uh, like a DJ. So yeah, that was always cool. I think they're still in Connecticut. It could be Chris and Tina. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, that's crazy. I would never never thought that. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was just like, oh, there they are. I'm like, what? Like, you know, I was. Yeah, I didn't even realize that. Like how cool it was. Just you know, it was like, oh yeah, they're there, and they would play, and they would play all the festivals with the Tom Tom Club and rock it out. So yeah, I definitely. Uh, I didn't really appreciate it at the time because it was just like so normal that they were just hanging out, you know. One place I, I really like for, for new music, I haven't listened to it for a while actually, but it's uh, Radio 1190. It's a, a college station out of Boulder. And they would just have all kinds of crazy music that I would never hear anywhere else. And on the weekends, they'd have special theme shows. Like uh, they had this one that was called Route 78 West, and it was just all like trucker songs. Um, this other song I don't think they have anymore. It was. Uh, lunchtime with johnny trash it was all like uh new york dolls type of <laughs> type of music but right. uh, it was kind of fun i like that variety it was uh, i shouldn't i should listen to that again let's do it quite a long time there you but go it was always kind of fun thing you would uh you know it's a good way to find bands to check out you know? yeah that's how i was with uh wfuv um pkn here in connecticut yeah some of those i definitely that's what i love i mean that, that to me is like the gold, like, this is gold when I can find somebody new and then it just comes in, becomes in the rotation. You know, it's so easy. We have Alexis in almost all of our room. you know, the echoes in most of our rooms. So it just, you just got to talk to it and boom, it's playing through the house. And yeah, we figured out a new way you can do it as like an intercom. And so you can say play everywhere and also play with everyone in the same song in every room in the, like that has it in the house. That's cool. Yeah. It's it's good. It's good when the kids aren't going to bed. You can say drop in and you talk to it and you tell it and get to bed, you know, and they think you can see them. So it works out well. <coughs> they also can talk back and doesn't that usually go as well. But yeah. That's not good, yeah. Messes it up. Yeah. Your yeah, your your little one is hasn't given you the all the gray hairs yet, but you know, you you have time. I will uh I'll, yeah, not, not yet. that's that's what I hear. I hear it's coming. You know. Now how old? Seven months. Oh, good. So, yeah, still put put them down, and um, not not they'll be there when you turn around. That that that's that's probably your next major milestone is the is when you you know they're not where you where you set them to be. Yeah, they're setting up a different spot. Yeah, but we had uh, some friends tell us enjoy going out to eat now because when they start running around, those days are over. Like no more no more restaurants. But I don't know. Yeah, maybe I, that's true. I don't know. Yeah, I think that's, yeah, some kids are really good and other ones you're, I think it's nice when you go out to the restaurant and your kid is not the worst, like it's like at a wedding when you're not the drunkest one at the wedding, you're like, all right, cool, I'm under the radar. Yeah, like I'm still doing good, right? Yeah, just like, no yeah, just pinch like someone else's kid and they're screaming, makes your kid look great, you know, it's like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's amazing so far, she's pretty low key, so we uh, good. take her everywhere, so. Exactly. That's the key. Yeah, I think just kind of. I think that's another thing. If you just make it normal, then it becomes normal. Like as if some folks are like, oh, I can't. You know, it's this whole to do about going places. If it's just normal, they're pretty. Uh, they're pretty adaptive. So if if the, the, you want to prevent the early the early diva syndrome, I think it's if you kind of <laughs> sugarcoat everything. Yeah, we were, we were really worried about you know getting her to sleep in noisy rooms because we were scared. Like we don't want to. You know, create a situation where it has to be dead quiet for her to go to sleep, and then you know, it's always that never happens. So it's always an issue. So uh, yeah, yeah, she can pass out anywhere, which is, is really oh, nice. that's a gift. Yeah, I have that gift. My wife hates it. So she'll yeah, I'll go. She'll be up to bed, and I go. <laughs> I go to bed like forty five minutes later, and she's still tossing and turning. And I'm asleep before she even yeah. 
it works out well. Well, Jason, I really appreciate it. I mean, I hope that wasn't too painful for you. I really enjoyed uh, speaking with you. No, it was great. Uh, thanks so much for having me. Thanks so much, and I look forward to thanking you in person. Yeah, guys, sounds good. All right, thank you, and I'll uh, talk to you later. All right, thanks, Jason. Bye-bye. Right, bye. And you may ask yourself... How did you get here? 16ozcanvas.com is probably the way. And we thank you. We thank you for checking this out. We thank Jason for being a part of this episode. Episode 91. Whew. We're getting into the the three digits. We're going to go 100 pretty soon. It's going to be epic. Season 9 announcement coming soon, so look for that. Remember, if you're scoring at home, you want to follow along what's going on. Jason Lynch design.com is the website jason lynch nyc on instagram my name's aj karens 16oz canvas is the place to be facebook instagram twitter remember do us a solid head on over to itunes want to thank the folks who've recently left us reviews they're really heartfelt really appreciative it's nice to uh get such kind words and i wish you guys happy holidays Whatever holidays you're, you're celebrating, we hope it's a great one. I want to thank the crew over at Heavy Drinking Podcast, heavydrinkingpodcast.com for having us on. I want to thank Dom and the crew over at Beer Culture, beercultureworthak.com. Make sure you check that out. Follow along. They're taking that shit to the streets. New book's coming out early 2019. We'll have that for you. We'll probably get Dom on the show. Drop some insight, drop some knowledge, some perspective. Make you think about things a little differently and see what you can do to help make a difference. So we thank you all. It's been a wonderful week. It's cold. So stay warm. Remember, hold that can in your hand just an extra second longer. Appreciate it. A little piece of art. And last but not least, want a huge um, congrats to the crew over Decadent for the launch this weekend. Wish you guys nothing but the best. And look forward to having a few of your crazy, unique delicious beers in the future so we'd like that one with you too so get in touch don't be a stranger and until next time how did you get here you should ask yourself <laughs>